Real talk, real quick. Welcome back. My name is Melanie Vogel and you're listening to Real Talk with Mel. For today's episode, I'd like to talk about the concept of purity culture. And I will not talk about one specific religion or one specific culture, so I'm not going to dive into Christianity or dive into Judaism, but more like in a general sense of how not only does this affect women, but also how this affects men. So to understand a little bit about purity culture and what that even means, I will explain it to you. So in a purity culture, there's usually gender expectations based on really strict stereotypes based on a binary. So typically for a man, it would be to be strong and fearless and like very masculine. So like more of a leader. And in that sense, there's not really any room for emotions or being sensitive or having feelings. And then for the opposite, for women, it's expected to be to be supporting men in that sense. So being very feminine, being soft-spoken, being soft, being wives, being mothers, and nothing else but that for both genders. So that's really putting men and women in boxes and not leaving any room for diversity. And of course, this is very based on heterosexuality. So it's based on men being with women and women being with men. So there's absolutely no space for any queer person or a person who doesn't identify as a man or as a woman, like a non-binary person, for example. So it's very, very basic and almost suffocating, I would say. I mean, there's really no room for growth. There's no room for being different. There's no room for your self-identity or a different way of expressing yourselves. And this could be very suffocating. And this could also be very problematic, which in my opinion, it is. Usually in different backgrounds or in different cultures, we see a ritual that is done either when a woman gets her period or when a man or a teenager in that sense reaches a certain age, he has to go through a ritual to become a man. And in some cases, these rituals uh, contain going hunting and killing the first animal So these are things that are based on your physical strength for men. And for women, it's really surrounding her reproductive system. Again, setting the tone of what is expected of men and what is expected of women in these communities or in society. As old-fashioned as some of these things sound, I feel that our society still puts on these 
pressures on women and on men to act a certain way. So I would say today maybe less than before, but men aren't encouraged to talk about their feelings. Men are not encouraged to speak about their emotions or say how they feel or even allowed to cry. And I mean, we're all human and we all need to release these kind of feelings or these kind of emotions in some way. So that's very problematic on one side for men, but I want to get more into how this affects women and more specifically how this affects women when it comes to relationships or sex. So with purity culture, not even depending on which background we're talking about, women have this sense of being responsible for a man's sexual sin. And when I say men's sexual sin, I mean that for some reason with this purity culture, women seem to be responsible for their bodies. And when I say that, I mean that women are responsible for their bodies and how men react to them. So this is super problematic and we see it still today. Um, how, how it's not on a man's action. So the man's not responsible for his actions because of maybe how a woman is dressed or how a woman walks or how a woman talks. So she's provoking his mind. So a man isn't responsible for his mind or for his actions. And it's basically blamed on the woman. And I know this is very brief and very short the way I'm explaining it. Another problem would be that women's worth where just women's bodies in general is something that a woman should be ashamed of. So it's more likely that a woman needs to change the way she looks or needs to change the way she dresses. And I mean, if we look at women, we all come in different shapes and sizes, just like men do. And for some women, it's just, it is what it is, you know? Like you can't always hide everything and dress modestly and even if she doesn't want to dress modestly, like that's not even put in question. So even the sense of dress is based on how a woman does it, not on how a man does it. And because of that sense, a woman also, the way she acts is very controlled. So a woman shouldn't have any sexual desires, which I find is ridiculous. I mean, just because a woman, just because I'm a woman, I'm not allowed to have sexual desires or any have any sexual feelings. I mean, I think everyone has the right to intimacy and taking that away with these purity cultures kind of makes a woman not understand or wouldn't even allow a woman to understand her sexuality. And again, If a woman doesn't understand her sexuality, how will she have pleasure when it comes to sex? And this doesn't necessarily have to be with another person, but it could also be just with herself when it comes to masturbating, for example. This is still such a taboo topic when it comes to women's sexuality. So the idea of a woman actually wanting sex is not even spoken about when we speak about purity culture. 
And of course, hand in hand with that comes the notion of virginity, my least favorite word and my least favorite ideology. I know in every religion they say it's for men and for women, but again, with what I've just listed, this notion of virginity is more pinned upon women than it is on men. So a woman's worth is based on her purity, is based on her virginity. And these things can be so toxic and are so toxic because if a woman tells herself or if a woman's family tells her like, no, like you have to stay pure for your husband. And again, this is all in the context of kind of grooming a woman for marriage and only for marriage and only for a man. So even in this context, if it comes to virginity, it's not even about her anymore. It's really for the man rather than for her. This is how the language is used. And I guess like this, this is like a complete lie in my opinion. Like even the the concept of virginity to me is a social construct. Virginity is a social construct. This is not factual. This is not something that you can measure. This is not something that a woman needs to be pure. This is not something that you measure purity with. And through that, there's this lie that's told that women don't enjoy sex as much as men, which again is a lie. Women can enjoy sex maybe even more than men. Like each person is completely different when it comes to sexuality and when it comes to sexual intercourse. And there's different kinks and different things that you like. And you can only find out those things once you try them or once you experiment. Which is why I personally am a big advocate for masturbation. I mean, how are you supposed to know what you like if you don't try it? And I'm not promoting sex necessarily. I mean, you don't have to go out and find out what it is that you like with another person. You can do that on your own. You can do that by yourself. You can do that with toys. You can do that with anything. Another thing that leads into this type of notion and this type of language and this type of worldview when it comes to purity culture is that you at this point as a woman belong to your husband sexually so if you experience sexual abuse in a marriage it's okay it's not seen as rape it's not seen as abuse even though it is i mean there's a huge percentage of marital rape and some people don't know how to feel about that because they're like well they're married so it's okay but marriage is not the magic word (laughs) marriage doesn't allow a man to take advantage of a woman's body i mean there you need consent either within a marriage or without a marriage you need consent so This whole idea of virginity, of purity, and everything that comes with purity cultures in any background, in any religion, is this notion that the woman belongs to the man physically, 
sexually. And this completely strips a woman from her identity. This completely strips a woman from her being, from her identity of who she is, what she likes. This completely eliminates the notion that women can experience pleasure through sex. So it's just completely disregarded and not spoken about. And these are things that I know sound extreme, especially when I'm listing them through and especially in 2022, but these are things that are lingering within our society. These are things that we might not realize right away or we might just realize later on, but the way we speak about female sexuality shows already that this is how people are still thinking and this is how people still feel. I think it's important to also educate young people about sex ed. And when I say sex ed, I don't mean biology. I don't mean reprocreation. I mean sexual pleasure for men and for women. And that includes sexual health. So when it comes to STDs or STIs, how to prevent that with, with sexual health tips, with contra- contraceptives. And then adding to that, because safe sex is good sex, comes also the notion of pleasure. And not just pleasure for the man, but pleasure for the woman as well. And these are things that are lingering in our society, even in the Western world. And these are things that I think need to be spoken about more openly and respectfully and positively. I think that would change a lot of things in our society and especially how young women see themselves and how they would define a relationship with a significant other. It would also change the fact that there's not just heterosexual people on this planet. There are queer people on our planet. They are never included in discussions when it comes to sexuality, especially in high schools and especially in schools. When we talk about sex, we talk about a man and a woman. So they're completely excluded when it comes to that conversation. But from my perspective on how we spoke about sex in our high school, I didn't know it was supposed to feel good. The notion that sex feels good didn't come from from our, from our sex ed class. It came from what people were saying. So rumors and the mystery behind this like but why does it feel good why does it feel good i need to know is like just doing it didn't give you the answer obviously and the fact that even today when a woman speaks about masturbating it's so frowned upon it's like oh my god ew she masturbates oh my god but you know what (laughs) Everyone does it, like everybody. And the fact that it's not normalized and even shamed upon when 
teenagers masturbate or I mean we see it in movies we see it in comics we see it we see it everywhere so if there was just a healthier space a safe space to talk about these things I think there would also be less shame and less guilt when it comes to it but in the long run I think it would also just build a healthier relationship for people when it comes to sexuality or when it just comes to having a healthy relationship. Speaking from my own experience and speaking from what I've seen with, within my friend group or just younger women in general, I definitely feel like women still have this feeling that they have to support that they have to support the leader. So in this case, the man, the man of the house. And I find this so old-fashioned and so backwards. I mean, it's, it's now more and more obvious that women and men in today's world, we're not going hunting, we're not picking fruits, like we're working in corporations, we're running businesses, we're doing exactly what men do, if not better. And I think this whole idea of making the man the man of the house, I mean, I get it. Like, I get it, but at the same time, it's very outdated. I mean, just as much as you need a man, you need a woman. You need equality within a family. It's not even about a man or a woman. You just need two people to create a partnership, to create a good partnership. So this whole purity culture, which is still happening today, I've spoken about this in a past podcast. I was a guest on a podcast. I spoke about this one purity ritual that's still done today is in Ethiopia. It's within the Jewish community in Ethiopia where when a woman gets her period, not only the first time, but every single time it's that time of the month, she is shunned to a period hut. A purity hut is a separate living space for women who are on their periods. They're not considered pure because they're bleeding, so they can't be in the same house or in the same living spaces as their children and as their husband. So during the time span of their period, they're put in a period hut and they stay there. And then once their period is done, they go get cleansed, they get washed, and then they can rejoin their families in their homes. And I know to us, this probably sounds crazy, but some of the women that were interviewed were like, no, we love this. It's like a mini vacation. I don't have to cook. I don't have to clean. I get to spend time with my other friends that are here in the pure, in the period hut. <laughs> so they're like, I'm reclaiming this as my power and I'm enjoying it. And I think that's what's so beautiful when you see women coming together with other women they just like embrace it. They make it their power. They reclaim their power and they don't see it as being shunned and unpure. 
but the underlining thing here is that a woman is unpure on her period. This is ridiculous, ridiculous. And it's not the only culture that we see that in, in Christianity, in Judaism, and in Islam. A woman on her period should not enter a holy space. So let's say someone, one of the women have their period, well, they can't enter the mosque, they can't enter the synagogue, they can't enter the church to pray. I think it's also the same in Hinduism. Actually, I don't know why I'm listing all the monotheistic religions, but the whole notion of a woman being unpure in her period has always been there. So that was just a little, I guess, a little information or just an example. I know I said I wasn't going to get into any specific religion to talk about purity, but I just wanted to underline that again, that this whole idea of purity surrounds women's reproductive system and again is pinpointed on women and not men. And it's all based on reproductive systems and the woman's vagina and the woman's period <laughs> and the woman. <laughs> so it's funny how the women always have to carry the burden when it comes to purity. But on the other hand, I know I touched upon it with the men having to be the men of the house, the leaders, the strong ones, the fearless ones. And you know what? That's just as heavy. That's just as difficult. I mean, I couldn't imagine living a life where I can't express my feelings, where I can't express my fears, where I can't just be vulnerable for a moment. And a lot of men are suffering through mental illnesses. I mean, there's the whole month of November that's dedicated for men and to spread awareness on mental health when it comes to men because of this. So when I say it's something from the past, it's not. <laughs> History repeats itself in many ways, in many forms. The language that we decide to use when it comes to certain topics need to change. The worldview on a purity needs to be completely eliminated. The notion of virginity needs to stop. I mean, it's a total social construct to control women's sexuality, even men's sexuality. It's to control sexuality. And that's just absurd. Like one way or another, people will find out what they want to find out in one way or another. So if we can make it safe, if we can make it pleasurable, it would be beneficial all around, in my opinion. Which is why I advocate for being sex positive. I advocate for sex sexual education in a healthy way, in a respectful way, in a way that it includes pleasure because these notions will lead on further on how people live their lives, on how people see themselves, how young women see themselves in a relationship, how they define what a relationship is. 
what a good partner is, to be respected by your other person, or to just be respected in general as a person of society. I'm not saying that everything is based on sex, but this purity culture that I'm talking about today has everything to do with sex. And it prohibits from people to learn healthy communication skills and healthy world views. You have the toxic masculinity that lingers. You have the helpless woman who needs to be saved by a man and isn't independent, who cannot help herself. Women can help themselves. Women can help themselves very well. They don't need a man to come and save them. So this whole concept kind of goes hand in hand with one another. And that's why I just wanted to shine some light on that today. You are now at the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something. (laughs) And talk to you next time.